how do you choose an NFT? Well, there's a lot of factors to consider in that. Well, let's make it simple. NFTs are changing the world, and change can feel complicated and scary. But listen, you don't need a computer science degree. You don't need to learn how to code. You just need practical skills to win. If you are here, you are in the 1% of humans that are preparing for this major cultural shift. We're going to keep it fun. We're going to keep it light. We're going to make it practical. Welcome to NFTs Made Simple. Just a reminder, we are not financial advisors. This is not financial advice, and you should do your own research. Hey, let's get into it. All right, so Dragon, we've done everything right up to this point. We've bought the cryptocurrency. We've set up our digital wallet. We have not shared our secret recovery phrase with anyone. We're on the marketplace, and now it's time to actually buy an NFT. Now, everybody's claiming that they have the best NFT, but you know, let's talk about some things that we should be looking for before we actually pull the trigger and spend our hard-earned cash on NFT. Dragon, what are you looking for in an NFT? You know, it's such an interesting topic because you can go one of two ways. And we've talked a lot about, you know, being affected by by the hype and and the urgency, you know, so right now you know, it's, it's, it's pretty hard to, you know, not be exposed to somebody saying this, whether it's cryptocurrency or, or NFTs, somebody saying this is going to explode. Um, and then you hear about projects, you know, like the, if an influencer buys something or, or a project that's coming and then they use the word drop, it hasn't dropped yet. So there's, there's by the way, only- I just want to talk about that word projects. Yeah. I think in 99% of the case, you could replace the word project with Ponzi, by the way. Well, you know, I mean, well then, you know, then I'm, I'm involved in a Ponzi scheme because I have a project that I'm working on, you know? Well, I'm not saying you are in a Ponzi, but I think that a lot of people are like, oh, this is a project. You're like, what is actually behind it? What does that project even mean? Well, what I mean by project is that, you know, what's interesting about an NFT collection is it's not like, it's not always one thing, you know, you're seeing like, People are putting out like we keep referencing the the board ape, but there's so many different versions with different attributes and stuff. So there's a collection. So when I say somebody's working on a project or you hear about it, what's exciting, what what would be really, really scary is if there was only one NFT that only one multimillionaire could buy. But when when multiples are released, I'll, I'll give you an example, exactly what I'm talking about. I'm a big UFC fan. And I, I've just been waiting for it. And Dana White, I, obviously, they're coming out with NFTs now. But I got the email because I'm like one of the one of the dorky fans that that follow everything UFC. And I got an email, and the drop is is it was was being launched. But there was a hundred thousand available. Now you could look at that and say, Oh my God, that's so many. But you know, there's more than a hundred thousand fans, and and it was only fifty bucks. So right away. I was thinking I got to buy one of these things. I bought it without even knowing what the hell it was, to be honest with you. So technically I've bought an NFT. I didn't even tell you this, Mark. <laughs> I don't really well, so know let's, what, let's, what Let's go is. a little bit deeper because yeah. I think you've just laid out one of the, one of the top reasons why you'd want to buy an NFT and that's the creator. Yeah. And urgency. Yeah. So, so perfect. So, and, and this is what happened when, when the, you know, Gary V came out with, with his, you know, V friends is everybody saw that. And, if you looked at the NFT, 
I mean, if somebody tells me that they look at one of his NFTs and say, oh my God, that is an amazing piece of work. I mean, they were just like scribbles of little animals right. from his childhood. If it wasn't Gary V putting them out. So, so that was where the value was. As a matter of fact, we hear people all the time say, well, Gary said this, so I'm going to do it. So that's one way to do it is, is to look at the creator. Very, very well put. Well, and, and but, I think I, was, I just want to go a little bit deeper on, on the creator portion, right? Because you said, Mark, I was waiting for UFC to come out with something because I trust the brand. Yeah, I trust right. the creator. Gary Vaynerchuk, I trust the creator. I, you know, he... He, I, I don't think that Gary is just going to put his entire reputation on making a few million dollars on an NFT, right? I trust that his project is actually going somewhere, you know, and, you know, in some cases it's the art, which we can talk about, but I think that one of the things that, you know, in addition to Gary V's creative talent and him being the creator, I know he's putting his personal brand behind it, which by the way, we're, we're going to need to talk about later because as podcasters, I think that's a, a big thing we can get into, but I think the other thing that really got me interested in what Gary Vaynerchuk was doing is the actual utility. A lot of people yeah. think of his NFT as just a JPEG, but there's, there can be a lot of utility behind that yeah. NFT. And, and that's huge, which is also attached to the creator as well. Right. So what Mark's referring to with utility is, you know, if it's one thing, if you say, I'm going to sell this digital asset and because I'm Gary V, it will be worth money, more money one day. But that would be very risky because, you know, at the time you didn't even know. But what he said made it such a simple idea to, to purchase because he attached the utility of when by owning this NFT, it will grant you access to X, Y, Z, like, you know, his, his VCon or, or even, you know, at higher levels by with a bigger investment, you know, some personal one on one time with him and things like that. So think about that. That would be a smart NFT to buy, especially if you're a fan of of NFTs made simple with Mark and JC, right? But or or Gary V, because what you're saying is is like you're saying, well, I believe in the creator, I like the brand, but you know what? Even if I didn't make any money, I want to go to VCon. Right. So here's a thousand bucks, which I would have spent anyway to go to that seminar. So that's a genius way to sell and buy NFTs because it's a win-win situation. And as most of you know, those that those people that did buy those, you know, made tons and tons of money off of them because it actually did turn into another thing. But I want to go a little bit deeper on the utility because there's some other like really cool utilities that I'm seeing being put through NFTs, right. right? So for example, you know, you use the example of Gary Vaynerchuk conferences, one-on-one -on -one time consulting. You're talking about like VIP access. Maybe, yeah. you know, you're going, you're getting access to a concert, but because you have the right NFT, you get, you get to go backstage with Snoop or something like that. Right. Um, another thing that you're seeing common with popular NFTs is they'll airdrop other NFTs to accompany that NFT, or there's some residual value in that, in owning that NFT. Another thing, there's a, a restaurant, I believe it's called, oh gosh, I have it here in my notes, but there's an, an NFT for a, for a restaurant in New York, it's called Flyfish Tuna. And by owning the NFT, you actually own a that's, booth in that's, the restaurant. That's Gary V's restaurant. Super cool. Now you can actually lease out your ownership so that other people can have a part of that. And it's also, as a creator, it's a great way to kind of like crowdsource your business, right? Because yeah. you get all these people coming in and actually buying. That, that's a cool utility too. Very unique. 
Well, and, and that, and that reminds us, you know, in that same realm, before I give you the other, the other idea I had on how I choose is it's all about urgency. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's one thing if, if Gary V, you know, well, they'll create urgency by the, the limited amount of them. Right. But if you start seeing them being bought, then you have a pretty good idea that it's going to run out. And that's the idea is if, if there's a, a thousand or as you, like I said, with UFC, they're selling a hundred thousand of these NFT packages, right? Which I didn't even take time to look at what it was, but, but I bought, but what, what I looked it, there was only like 80,000 left. So you start to see that people are buying them and, and in your head, all you have to do is buy an NFT that runs out. And if it runs out, that's when it becomes valuable because as soon as people can't buy the NFT, the only way they can buy it is from the NFT owners. So that's how the value in it goes up. So that's another thing is, is rarity because, you know, you look at these collections, like 10,000 collections, there's different levels of rarity, you know? And so by purchasing a, you might be looking for something that's more rare, but maybe undervalue, which is, is kind of difficult. We won't get into all that, but rarity is something that you'd want to be looking for too. In an NFT. Absolutely. And the word rare is being used all over the NFT world in marketplaces and things like that. So rare is, is, is the key. What makes something rare is that it's, it's hard to attain. But here's something interesting back to Gary Vee, because he's a little bit of a historian, you know, like he was, he was involved very, very early in investing in some very, very big companies. So because of that, you trust that he kind of has his finger on the pulse of things. And right now what he's saying, and I really believe in this, and this is, this is important for people that are getting ready to buy NFTs, is when you go to a marketplace, you might buy an NFT that will make you money. But, but the real question is, is how long is that going to last? Because there's so many right now and all these smart people are just dumping money into something to create excitement and everybody jumps on. But what Gary Vee thinks is going to happen, and I really believe this, is right now it's exploded, the NFT market. You know, Mark said $3.5 billion in one month in, in OpenSea, and most of the world doesn't even know what the hell an NFT is. So just imagine how fast it's moving. Gary Vee says this, he says, he goes, what's going to happen is the NFT is going to, the market's going to skyrocket and then it's going to plummet. Yeah. And this is typically what happens. And when it plummets, whoever, whatever projects and collections survive, like let's say V Friends or something like that, survives, the people that own those are going to be the biggest winners. And then NFTs will just follow and it'll be the greatest thing in the world. So here's one important thing that I always look for. I want to buy something that I actually resonate with and like. That's really, really important. So I'm not going to buy something just because somebody hyped me into it. I'm going to buy something because I like it and I would love to have it even if it, even if it, it, it took a lot of time for me to make money or something like that. I want to own something just like I would want, put something on the wall in my home. To me, that that kind of so you you kind of hit on two different points there, but I think what you're hitting on there, Dragon, is the story. Like, what's the story? What's the vision? What's the why? Hey, what's up, Mark? Here, just want to take you on a quick break with a resource I think is really going to help you. Some of the concepts that we're covering 
in the show sound really complicated and really technical. But listen, you don't need to code. You don't need to get a master's degree in computer science. All you need to do is have the right resources. We're going to make it simple. We're going to make it easy. I've got a link below. Go to www.nftsmadesimple.com. That's nftsmadesimple.com. You're going to get a free cheat sheet there. It's 100% free. What are you waiting for? Go get the cheat sheet. It's going to, we're going to break down some of the key definitions in ways that are really practical and really simple. Go to nftsmadesimple.com right now to get your free cheat sheet. That's nftsmadesimple.com. All right, let's get back into the show. Another really popular NFT collection is World of Women because it's about empowering women and diversity and stuff like that. If that's something that resonates with you, you want to support, you want to be part of that story. Let me, let me tell you something about world of women. And, and, you know, I, I mean, everybody's full, uh, familiar with the Logan Paul and his brother. So, um, one of those dudes, I think it was like last week, just to give you an idea, cause he just married, talked about world of women, which has amazing, amazing relevancy and, and, and meaning. He, he dumped 850,000. Now this guy's got a lot of money, 850 K into world of women and from what I understand, after he did that, because every that, that that's where the urgency was created, something like the next day, I think, like one of them was worth his initial investment, and he had invested in multiples of them. Yeah. So there's an example of something that is a, a high quality thing, but it's probably out of everybody's reach already. So I want to. This is an important point too. You know, when you're buying into, it, again. There's a lot of different considerations, you know, and as a cons generally conservative investor, I'm very careful with my money. You know, it, it takes your money is worth something. You spend a lot of time to make it and people are just throwing away tens of thousands of dollars like it's monopoly cash. Right. But one of the things you also want to look for in an NFT are, are there any whales in that space, right? So like, what are the big NFTs selling for? Especially when you're looking at a collection, you might be able to buy into one of the cheaper at like, let's say one ETH right? Or mm -hmm. half an ETH. But what are the really rare ones selling for? If the really rare ones are selling for, you know, 20 ETH or something, you might, that might be a good collection. Cause you can see, you can see that the, the, that there's other people gravitating towards this NFT. If there's no whales, if it's all just a bunch of cheap, you know, buyers, it, it may or may not be the right fit. Right. So that's something to think about. Although the flip side of that drag, and this is something that I'm nervous about when buying into a collection is, is there going to be a rug pull? Meaning yeah. is someone pumping and dumping is Logan Paul buying, you know, spending a million dollars in, in world of women. And then once it pumps, he just dumps it the next day. That's something I'd be worried about. Yeah. And, and that's why, to my point, that's why it's important to not buy on impulse because you you're experiencing that urgency, you know, of, yeah. of something like that. I'll give you an example, you know, I'm working and, and Mark and I talk about this and, and Mark Mark's in the creative process as well. We're, we're, we're creating our own NFTs just because along this journey, we're learning. So when I'm creating my NFT with all of this stuff in mind, the idea would be that, you know, our show is going to be very successful and everybody's going to know about this and, and our stock, our value will go up one day. So if you owned one of our NFTs or the show's NFTs, that would be a win for you. But in the creative phase of it, I'm making sure that whatever I end up putting out is culturally relevant. It's relevant to the times. It, 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 it evokes not just your mind, but your heart as well. So one of the things that I notice with Gary Vee is every single one of these little 
pencil drawn sketches of animals or whatever has a really, really cool name and a really cool meaning behind it. So some people buy NFTs like the, the board ape to flex and say, hey, look what I have. Look how much money I have. I own one of these. But another way of looking at it is something that you're proud of, something that you actually say, this is who I am. So that's all coming, man. It's like, it, I mean, music, rock stars, or whatever your hobby is or anything, I think NFTs are also going to be used as identifiers of identities in people. So I'm going to make sure that when I choose something, it's right for me, especially not knowing what's going to happen. I mean, if I had the ability to dump 850k on something that I knew was on a run, well, that would be me gambling. And, you know, Mark and I we don't have money. We just have our wives' money. You know, they're the ones that own things. So we have to check with them. But my, my point is, is that, you know, I'm going to be a little bit smarter about this stuff. And I'm also not rushing. I'm not rushing in choosing right now. Well, no, uh, that's a, that's a terrible reason to choose an NFT because yeah. you're in a rush, you're in FOMO. And that's what this show is all about, right? Yeah. You're in the top 1%. People, we just kind of help guide you. So there, there's a few more things that I want to touch on here, before, you know, because we're going a little over on the show. So one of which is art, you know, the actual art that you vibe with the art, you dig the art. To me, that's a little bit lower down the totem pole because there's always going to be amazing art coming out. However, I, I think that when you mix art with like, like you said, cultural relevancy, that's really important. So for an example, CryptoPunks is the first NFT collection that was created. That has immense cultural significance, right? It's like getting your hands on the first Monet that was ever painted, right? Mm -hmm. Tremendous value in something like that. Although a CryptoPunk is going to cost you like half a million, you know, if not more. The other, the other example I think of is Beeple, you know, he had the first NFT sold on Christie's and it sold for 69 million. It's, it's that cultural uniqueness, which well is big. Said. And then I, I really want to touch on this drag because I want to hear your opinion. Cause I have, I have different opinions on this. And this is, I think probably the last major thing that you want to think about is the community that's behind the NFT itself. Mm. People always say like, well, just check out the community. We've got a great community. Join us. What do you think about community? How important is that to you, Dragon, in picking an NFT? Yeah, it's back to that identity, you know, thing. And we live in such a, a crazy world where so many people have different opinions, whether it's about masks or vaccinations or politics or anything. So you can see how people, you know, just by the color, it's almost like gangs, you know, like people want to be recognized as part of a community. So community you want to be part of a huge. tribe. You want to be part of a tribe, but more importantly, you want other people to know you're part of the tribe. Mm -hmm. That's what's interesting about our culture right now is, is some people want to be part of a tribe because it's inherently important to them. But for the most part, what in my observation, and I talk a lot about this on my other podcast, is I think human beings want other people to know where they yeah. stand. So it's going to work both ways, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, and one of the things I'm excited about with our podcast here is that we're not just going through and creating an entertaining educational podcast for people, but we're going to build a community, a large community. And we want part of our plan is that all of our community wins, you know, when our podcast grows and, and any success that we have, we're going to make sure that our community that's always been there to support us is going to succeed as well. And we're probably going to be able to do that with NFTs. I definitely think so. So there's a couple more thoughts that I want to touch on when it comes to the community behind an NFT. One of the things that I found, Dragon, is that every collectible community 
they always say they have the best community. I was in a Twitter space the other day, and it was basically 10 people just giving each other back massages about how great their community was, right? Obviously, you don't want to be part of a a toxic community. I think that's pretty easy to spot when you see people using language or sharing images that are not in line with your values, right? Get them out of there. But the other thing I think to think about when it comes to community is that as the NFTs within that community are bought and sold, the community that you sign up for day one might change. It might be different in five years, in 10 years, right? That's, I think, why story is important, okay? The other thing I think it's important to look for when you're looking at the community itself is, you know, when people are buying into the community, when they're spending Ethereum, where is that, or or Solana, whatever it is, where is that cryptocurrency going? Is it going into a central treasury that the community shares, right? And that can be used to blow in, and grow the project? Or is it going just to the creator who's pocketing that crypto? That's another thing that can influence the community tremendously. And that's one of the reasons why I'm personally really drawn to NFTs and Web3 is the decentralization. I'm always distrustful of giving one person or two or three people too much power, too much influence, too much money. And so that's something I think about. Like, is there a central treasury? You know? And yeah. we this is probably an entire episode in and of itself. The leadership structure, the, you know, this term decentralized autonomous organizations. I don't want to get into that in this episode, but I think we hit on, you know basically seven or eight different things that you want to consider when you're buying your first NFT. Anything to add, Dragon, before we get to the next episode? Yeah. You know, every, every time what I love about our conversations is whenever I sit here and listen to you talk, even though we're, you and I are doing this show when Mark's talking, I'm always listening to him and you know, he always triggers these ideas in my head. And I was just thinking about our community and communities in general. And, you know, cause if you're the creator What's interesting about NFTs is that if we sell NFTs, you know, and and people start to resell them and everybody wins, the creator always gets a, a, a cut of those resells. So there's constantly, the creator wins the most, you know, well, actually down the road, if something is sold for a billion dollars, that person will win the most, but the creator keeps winning. So I'm interested to see, and I know that this is part of Mark and I's plan, is if the creators will take their success and reinvest it into the community. So the idea that you just threw in my head is that one day when we launch our NFTs and people purchase them, the first people that purchase them, I like the idea of like later on when we do succeed, we relaunch a new set of NFTs that they automatically get or something like yeah. that, you know, like just increasing the value of being in the community. Because if you're in a community that you enjoy being in, I don't see why you wouldn't just keep winning. You know, it's like the idea is the creator will take the community and we'll all grow together. So it's so many exciting things coming up. Yeah, it's super important topic and super interesting, which is why I think it was good that we went a little bit long because there's a lot of things to consider before spending hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on a Project Dragon, sick conversation. Cannot wait to get to the next one. Let's go. Awesome.